playing out there? Hello, this is the Out of Bounds Show on KSLU Caselu Radio with your hosts Romeo and Joe Capriva. And today we're just gonna recap everything, anything, the, the crazy march, just like two bros do. Let's get it. What's good, homie? What's good, homie? What's up? <laughs> that but was like, like 2001. But like but I, like <laughs> I like it. So today it is March 24th. Joe, what day is that? Who whose birthday is today? Which is why this is the greatest show in the history of Casely Radio. It's not your birthday. It's not my, <laughs> it's birthday. Not my birthday. So it's not cares? your birthday. It's the greatest show in the history of Casely Radio because happy 24th birthday to the greatest of all time Kyrie Irving oh my you hyped that up way too much (laughs) the greatest of all time Kyrie Irving happy birthday if you're listening to the show Kyrie just know happy happy birthday to you happy birthday Kyrie Irving (laughs) enough about the mediocre calves this year mediocre how about those bucks Okay, I, I, I'm not trying to compare them, but <laughs> we need to start talking about March Madness because we're in the thick of it right now. Sweet 16, Elite Eight coming up this weekend. It's going to be an unreal weekend. One of the best weekends in sports. I, I really believe I, it. Okay, Final Four, here. some people, let's but like, talk about there are so the, wait, many games. Let's talk That's about the best like weekends it. in sports while we yeah, have this. Let's do it. Best weekend in sports. Number one, guaranteed every single time. Super Bowl weekend. Every time. Because the week leading up to it is just like so hyped. You know you're going somewhere. It's going to be a good time. What? Okay, I, I'm trying to think of the one week. There's generally games on Saturday nights, like NBA games on Saturday nights that are really good. Okay, but there, I'm trying to think of the one weekend where there's like three sports overlap. You can um, go. You can go. It, is it the like sometimes? Is, is it the Masters? And oh yeah, sometimes in April, in April, in late, in the, early the, the April, finals, like Easter, finals, it's, it's usually like, Easter. Yeah, the NCAA it's not, championship. It's not the finals; it's the beginning of the playoffs. For what? For basketball. For no, NBA. I'm saying, I'm saying, but it's like March Madness just finished. Mm-hmm. Masters yep. beginning to play like that. This this end of March, early April is a mm-hmm. prime time in sports. Christmas is baseball also good. heating up. If people like baseball, you know what I'm saying. Christmas is good for basketball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Late and October. Football. Late October is good for football, college football. And baseball playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. three right there. Yeah. And you have like all the recruiting, like preseason and mm-hmm. NCAA and early NBA. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, you get into, if you games. get into late enough right. World, World Series. Right. You so get, bottom line is we have a great weekend coming up. You get March Madness. First weekend's probably better. Yes and no. Like I think you see better, like across the board, more quality of games um, this weekend. That's what I'm saying. It's Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. So not only do you get good games, you get a lot of them too. Because the Final Four, you have two games and then one. You know what I mean? It's not as many. Right. This is like boom, 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 like straight through, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know what I mean? Um, super exciting times. So with that, we're thinking about Romeo and I have been thinking about reseeding these 16 teams that are left. Um, to, to you know, to to see who who's got the who's got the edge in the game, not only in the games, but who who's picking up speed at the right times, who's kept their speed, who's who's losing speed, because I think it's interesting. 
we're gonna we're gonna look at each bracket. Obviously, four from each side, or not four. Yeah, four from each side. Four from each side. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, can't do math today. So it happens when it's almost sixteen deep, times up. divided by four, four is four. Four, four yeah. times four, four is times 16. Four, sixteen. Twelve plus four is sixteen. Four plus four plus four plus four is sixteen. One plus six is seven. Okay. That was irrelevant, Thanks. but I'm just helping you. We're going to take each side of the bracket, southwest, east, and midwest, and we're going to reseed them one through four, um, and then obviously recap with all our one seeds. So I'm going to take it first. We're going to do south. So in the south region, we have Kansas, number one seed, facing the number five seed, Maryland, and the number three seed, Miami, facing the number two seed, Villanova. I have this side of the bracket perfect right now. Uh, not perfect, I'm sorry, but these final four teams, these four teams in the South region, I have all of them, which is very, very encouraging. In my beta, in my beta group, we we have a we have a bracket tournament challenge. He's going very on right excited. Now. I'm excited. I'm in eighth place currently, but I have the most potential points remaining, and that's by, huge. by one game. By one game, it doesn't matter. But the, but the guy who's <laughs> but the guy who has the next potential points is below me by one slot. So the person in first place has like half as many potential points as I have. So I'm excited in my position right now. This weekend's a big weekend for me. Anyways. First seed still Kansas is still the best team in that in that region that's alive. Um, Villanova's second best team. I think this one's set. Okay. You? So basically, we're just gonna take the sixteen teams total, <laughs> not by region. Take sixteen. Oh, okay. Well, I know mean, we're talking about them by region, but we're gonna take the sixteen teams and list one seeds, two seeds, three seeds, four seeds. Which this is like ESPN does this, but I had different opinions. I don't know if you had different opinions. I moved Oregon out of a one seed. Yeah. Who'd you move in? Uh, Oklahoma. Mm. Villanova's been encouraging, but Buddy Heald dropped 29 against VCU in the second half. Yeah. If he's playing like he has yeah, the first two they, weeks, they he's not getting beat. Right. They're not getting beat. Right. But if he has a bad game, they you, could you, easily get you beat. You still like the, uh, Virginia? I still like Virginia as a one seed. Especially as in their, their bracket. Their, yeah. They, if they don't make the Final Four yeah. with Syracuse, Gonzaga, and Notre Dame. No, Iowa State. Oh, Iowa State. Sorry. Even worse. Yeah. Eh. Like, well... Iowa State's no Iowa State's good. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, but they match up well with them. I That's think why. Gonzaga matches up pretty well with mm-hmm. Villain or Virginia. But Gonzaga, Syracuse is hot. They've got swagger. So does Gonzaga. Yeah, Gonzaga's but Syracuse, got Sabonis. But Syracuse has played, I think, tougher teams. Um, Gonzaga beat Seton Hall, who was a six seed, way overseeded. Utah, they're not a three. They weren't a three seed all year. They were up and down. Won big games. Lost some crappy games. So I think Syracuse is battle tested, whereas Gonzaga is not. But we're gonna have to see. That's gonna be an interesting region. That'll be an interesting region. The other interesting. What do you think? Region, are you are you higher up on Duke now or lower, lower. After, their, after their performances? I'm lower. I'm not as high on Duke just because Brandon Ingram is carrying them and Grayson Allen is kind of helping a little bit. All I'm saying is all it's gonna take is one game where they get in foul trouble. They and can't. Screwed. Neither like they don't have anyone that can score that's besides those two. Like Marshall so, Pumley, yeah, he had 20 points. But that's because yeah, he had, had 14 no offensive guys. rebounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're all dunks. So, just someone who can create his own shot. Grace now can create his own shot at this level. Yeah. But he's not been as consistent doing it in this tournament because yeah. people are keying on him. And Brandon Ingram looks like a star. Yes. I'm, I'm still worried about how his game's going to I'm still worried about his ga- how his game's going to transition in the NBA. And this is going to be perfect. He can shoot. I know. This is going to be a perfect opportunity where I say that. And then in three years when we're seniors and doing this show, he's going to be, you know, rookie KD. of the year. He's going to be KD. Right. Right. So, I don't know. Texas A&M squeaked by Nor- Northern no. Iowa. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. No, I don't even no, 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 know. No. What is the word? Um, The word is gift from godded by. <laughs> it was a gift from God. What, did, you, did you read that article? It was like one in 5,000 chance. Oh, it was, it was probably even less than like, that. 44 <laughs> seconds left, down 12. 
I've never I've never heard someone come back from eight. I have to 10. heard of it. Virginia did it this year, or not Virginia. Um, a, a lower level team did it this year against another lower level team. But you don't see it in the tournament, right? Because you expect the tournament teams can at least withstand a little charge at the end and like get fouled and make one of two free throws. But and they, they couldn't they even just, get to the free throw line. They just kept throwing it away. <laughs> that was that was miserable. But the other the other side of the bracket that I think is interesting is the East. You have you have North Carolina who's absolutely rolling. They've won each of their games by about twenty points. They're playing Indiana. That's gonna be a good matchup. Indiana's got some swagger. They're confident. They they manhandled Kentucky. Yeah, and the score didn't reflect it, but they no. did. They were they were they beat they won every every aspect of the game and obviously are moving on to the Sweet Sixteen. But the game I think is really interesting is Notre Dame, Wisconsin. <laughs> Oh, I wonder why, Joe. Well, yeah, I mean, I've got a little bias to it, but I didn't even <laughs> pick Wisconsin to get this far. I did pick Notre Dame to get this far. I, I liked Notre Dame swagger toward the end. But Wisconsin, I they could win by 10 in this game or they could lose by 30. I don't know. Because Wisconsin, they haven't shown me anything in this tournament except squeaking by two wins. Like, right. like I don't know if like these two wins are going to build up and then they're going to play well finally or if they're just going to get exposed. Like, I Bron- don't know. Bronson Koenig's pull-up was pretty nice. Oh, pretty nice. Pretty His pull-up nice. was really nice. And then the game-winning shot was not even – it was beautiful. Like, it's pretty like nice. perfect arc. Just didn't even hit the rim. It was pretty nice. It was – no, it was, it was really nice. pretty nice. <laughs> it was really nice. <laughs> Did you hear his quote after the game? Yeah, I mean – I Bronson, channeled my inner Steph. Bronson Koenig is a uh, – well, hopefully he's not listening, but, you know, he, he's not the – not the uh, nicest um, – Shooter? No, 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 no. Um, not the nicest guy, or 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 um, he's a little bit into himself, is what I've heard oh, okay. from people who go to school with him. A little he, into himself. He's very, very cocky. Very. He's a little Ben Simmons ish. Little um, D wordy, you know. A little Ben Simmons ish. A little into himself. A little I. I just want to win for me. Yes, and and very. I don't know. We'll stop here. I don't know how much I could say in air. Okay, I, wish, I wish this was the BS report. We could the be <laughs> swearing, but you know, Jesuit school. Woo! Jesuit school. So. Basically, what we're saying is Wisconsin has a test. All these teams have a test. And the four seeds that I'm making, Syracuse, Wisconsin, Gonzaga. Actually, I'll put Gonzaga to three. So, Syracuse, okay. Wisconsin. Um, I'm going to drop A&M to a four. A four seed? Or, or are you saying like the fourth best fourth, team? Like, no, a four seed out of the 16. So, they're one so of the four worst how teams. How many seeds do we have for each? Four, I mean, four for each. I'm going to put Duke at a four. A&M at a four. Syracuse oh, at a four, and Wisconsin. and Wisconsin at four. Oh, I'm going to move see, Iowa State up to a three, okay, as well as um, Indiana up to a two. You think Gonzaga the three then? Gonzaga would stay at a three. Yeah, Gonzaga would be a three. Notre Dame would be a three, even though they kind of Maryland weren't would be a great three. about that. And Maryland would be a three. Yeah, and then so the then twos. No, actually, Maryland would be a two. Oh, okay. Because Miami's going to stay at a three. And really? Then the, yeah, they haven't. They haven't impressed me. That Wichita State win wasn't impressive. Not really. Wichita State didn't really play that well. Miami did yeah, played true. Miami didn't play great. They played okay, and Wichita State played, played poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then who do you have here as your two seats? Maryland, Villanova, Villanova. Yeah, Villanova could be a one. Indiana, seed. Indiana. I don't, I don't, did I already say Indiana? And Oregon. And Oregon. Yeah. So and then the one seeds are Oklahoma, Virginia, uh, UNC, Kansas, and yeah. UNC takes the number one overall seed. They dumped yeah, that they, last half against Providence. They dominated them. <laughs> And Providence, Chris, they, they make Chris Dunn look like 
a, <laughs> like just a nobody, which kind of made me mad because I love Chris Dunn. Oh, I did but, too. but it was also, yeah. It was super impressive. The, the thing that North Carolina has and Kansas, I don't think they have as much as Kansas, and especially Duke. You know, Duke doesn't have it. Virginia still kind of feel like they're searching for it. Malcolm Brogdon, though. They, what, no, but what North Carolina has that it, I think is just carrying them right now is, is well, confidence, but that, that's, that's assumed, is chemistry. You got that swagger. They have, they have chemistry, that though. group swagger. They, they, they know each player knows their role. Coach is confident with the rotations. Like, I still think Virginia is searching for rotations. Kansas kind of has a good rotation down. But North Carolina is just clicking all cylinders, and that, that's scary. And Because in past years, they, re- they haven't really been. They've had a lot of talent. Still kind of searching for lineups. Guys were hurt or whatnot. Whereas then, like, last year, Duke knew their role. Like, they were very solid because they had good chemistry and knew their roles. That's what carried them. Um, you saw, like, Kentucky were still struggling with that 5-5 five and five out. Mm-hmm. Like, it, was, it wasn't natural. North Carolina is clicking. North Carolina is definitely clicking, and that's why I reseeded them number one overall. Mm-hmm. Next, with the NCAA tournament here, that only means one thing. The draft will be soon. Soon. A draft lottery will be soon. Can you pull up the standings? Draft? Yeah. yeah no, yeah, just the current standings. Because on my projections, I made a couple assumptions with my standings, which I made. I This is my projected order. 76ers end up with the first pick. The Celtics, w- via the Nets, which is end up with the second pick because... The Nets traded their pick unprotected this year. The Nets are terrible. They are currently tied for the third worst record in the NBA. So this is just assuming they jump the Lakers. It's the only team they have to jump. They're losing more than the Suns. So they'll end up losing out more than the Suns. (laughs) The Suns will have the fourth worst record. Then the Wolves will have the fifth worst record. The Pelicans will have the sixth. Kings seventh. The Knicks will have the eighth. But the Nuggets get the better of the Knicks and their picks so the nuggets move up a spot the raptors take the knicks pick from that terrible andrea bargnani trade and the raptors then take the nuggets pick because the knicks and nuggets swapped and then hopefully the bucks continue to lose and get the 10th pick mm-hmm. that would be very nice yeah because the bucks are in a position where like they can't make the, the playoffs unless they go 11 and 0 right now yeah, which why 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 not just go lose 11 right. games go yeah, 30 exactly. and 52 exactly like give Giannis a torn labrum, a, a fake injury, and yeah, just rest him, whole year. And yeah, rest just, him and rest Jabari, and yeah, just end it. I mean Carter Williams already out, especially if they could trade Carter yeah. Williams. So I'm just gonna go through. This is what I want to happen. I don't think this is going to happen, but this would be my best fit for every team. So you Slash. can just you can just argue with me okay. on these. I'll let you go I made this a long time ago. 76ers. Do you want, oh, you want to go backwards order? Or let's go yeah, let's go backwards order. Uh, Starting with the 10th pick. 10th pick. The Bucks, if they continue to free fall, which that tip in, Andre Drummond's tip in helped them a yeah. lot. It just kind of like put the season into a wrap. Like put the season like, into a wrap. The yep. They lost the tiebreakers. They yeah. lost all the tiebreakers. Yeah, it so it'd be great if they just continue to lose. The Bucks would then take Jamal Murray. Love that pick. My reasoning Jamal Murray was a point guard in high school and for the international team, but he is currently playing shooting guard next to Tyler Ulis. Giannis is going to be the point. He is the point forward on that team. Oh, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he will have the ball right. most of the time to mask his lack of shooting. Mm-hmm. And his just he, he's a great passer. He's a great, he's a great everything. Slasher, yeah. So then you take Gian, Giannis at small forward, power forward, whatever. He has the ball in his hands. You need a point guard that can create for himself, be the backup point yeah. guard, be the starting point guard, and play off the ball. There's literally only like two or three point guards in, currently in the NBA that can do that. George Hill, 
George Hill. Russ. He has to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, true. Steph Curry Steph. can do it. Yeah, yeah. Steph can do it. He can't replace well of defense, though. That's okay, though. And that's a system he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph can do that. I don't know. I Kyrie mean, can't. No. I mean, he's they try They try to get him to. He can't. I love Kyrie so much, but he, he can't. That's not his role. Yeah. And, and Jamal, yeah, he would be a perfect fit. Jamal Murray fit. would be a perfect fit. 40% from three, just right there. Yeah. He's a lock, He's a knockdown shooter. He'd open up the floor for the rest of the team. It'd be great. So the ninth pick, the Raptors via the Nuggets and Nick swap. But they get the lower pick of the Nuggets and Nick swap. Scal LeBissier. Another Kentucky guy. Another Kentucky guy. Uh, I mean, yeah. It is a need. The, Ra- the Raptors do need it, though. Like, his position. The so other pick I was thinking was Domanatas Sabonis. From Gonzaga? From Gonzaga. This early? I mean, he, he looks amazing. I, he does. But he also didn't have the great a year this year, and I think he's just he, he's like realizing, oh shoot, I need to. I like him a lot. Like a, he's got like especially if they got little, rid of Valanciunas. If they don't really like Valanciunas, I don't really like Valanciunas. No. But he, I, he, um, if they decide to keep Valanciunas, they could get Scal right there, because Valanciunas does all the things well that Scal doesn't. Exactly. And Scal could, best case scenario, Serge Ibaka. Yeah. I turn think. into like a mid-range shooter who can stretch. Mid-range to corner three yeah, yeah. with great rebounds. defense. Yeah. He won't really rebound that much. Serge doesn't really rebound that much. True. But I mean, with great, Howard, great but, D, yeah. great one-on-one D, can block off the ball. I mean, that would be a pretty reasonable fit next to uh, Valanciunas, who just plays terrible. Uh-huh. Okay, he's improved this year. He plays average Spurts. at yeah, best yeah. defense yeah, yeah but he grabs rebounds he grabs offensive rebounds and he can post mm-hmm. so that would just open the floor for them more unless they decided to play demari carroll at the four all the time but i don't think that's in the long term mm-hmm. okay what next eight pick eight the nuggets get deontay murray he's the guard oh, from, from washington. washington he is awesome i don't know if they'd take this pick and the nuggets need a point guard they have Moutier, but, but I, I think, think he needs a... He no, Deontay Murray's actually a shooting guard. Oh, well, even better. Yeah, Mo- he'd fit Moutier right there. Because can distribute. Yes, Moutier could then distribute. Deontay Murray is just a scorer. The other one I was thinking here was they Henry Allenson. Or whatever his name. Henry, Henry Allenson. From Marquette. From Marquette, because Woo! he's he's a switching forward. He yeah, could just oh, move yeah. down to the four. Yeah. Or even the five. Yeah. He, and fit he, with Jokic. Yeah. And like Gallinari, Manimal or whatever his the name is. The Kenneth Freed. Kenneth yeah, yeah. Um, the guy that just blocked LeBron the other but, day. But, I know this. Yeah, but Henry can stretch the floor. Yeah, he can though. stretch the floor. He can play, he can play he like a wing. He actually has a post game. He has, yep. It's like a face-up. 6'9". 6'9", 6'10". 6'9", 6'10". Yeah, yeah right. He actually got some meat on him. Right. He's athletic. Because he, right. he grew up playing point guard. Right, so he could definitely be that playmaking four that everyone's yeah, looking he's for. He's kind of like Kristaps, but like not as I mean, obviously not as well, like skilled. I was but, but I was gonna go like stretch. I was gonna go more Kevin Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's exactly who he is. Because he even said he models his game. I, right. I know because he, Henry Ellison's from Wisconsin, and I watched him in high school, and and he said that he had to play point guard one because he has two older bro- two older brothers who both play basketball, and he was the shortest, obviously. So that's how he learned how to shoot because he had, he had to he couldn't go inside. Right. right. But then you know, and that's how he learned how to handle the ball. But he also was watching Kevin Love because. The place in Wisconsin where he's from is pretty close to Minnesota, and when Kevin Love was in Minnesota, he right. would watch him. And so, I mean, that's not a bad comparison. I think he could probably end up playing better he's defense. Better he's a little bit better of an athlete. Yeah, he's, he's a little he's bit better of an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not as big, so no. maybe his offensive rebounding could right. take a little bit exactly. of a hit. But he could be the playmaking four that a lot of teams are looking he, for. He's right that now. guy that would fit with a team that he, that they need a piece. 
right. he is a piece. And I think and, I mean, he's a, he could start, but I'm not saying he can only do one thing, but it's like if you get him in the right situation. He's that player that if he goes to the wrong situation, bust. If he goes to the right situation. I wouldn't even say bust. I'd say like he'd be like a rotation player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like he, they wouldn't be. No, he wouldn't be a star there. Potential. But he could be a star in the, in the NBA. Now with the seventh pick, the Kings would take Jalen Brown from Cal, Good and if pick. they do this pick, it'd be the smartest pick in yeah. the history of the Kings besides Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. But I'm putting Jalen Brown all the way at seven because of his free fall from this tournament. His game one was just atrocious. Yeah, he just disappeared. Like his but, mind was elsewhere. <laughs> but no, I th- I don't think it was actually. I don't think his mind was really elsewhere. I think he was attempting to make all these plays, but his point oh, guard was out. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they got his point guard was out. He broke his hand punching a something <laughs> the week before the tournament or practice. Yeah, I don't remember smart. what he did. He just yeah. broke his hand, and their best shooter was out. And Jalen Brown can't shoot, so he needs somebody to stretch the floor so he can attack. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what he needs. So he he's a very very good wing player. He's gonna come out probably. Yeah, I mean this, he hasn't committed to come out yet, but he probably will. Most this, of these guys probably will. This next pick is fascinating to me because I don't know how you haven't slipping so far. Imagine. The Pelicans with Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and Buddy Heald. <laughs> I I don't really have him slipping this far. This would just be my dream scenario. Yeah, him and Anthony Davis would work perfect. And Drew yeah. Holiday can shoot. Yes. Then they'd need a wing and a power forward that can play center. And they'd contend in the West. And they well, contend I mean, every year. Because Buddy spreads the floor for Davis, who can also run the pick and roll with Davis. Who can also and Drew's shoot. actually really good. Yeah, he Drew is underratedly he the good. Right, right. He can't create. I mean, he can create, well, not for himself. Like, like Drew creates he for creates others, for team, and he creates him. open shots for himself, based on off others, the off exactly. pick and rolls, so off stuff like, like that. He can't just go one on one with right. everybody, but he could go one on one with people. Yeah, he could hit wide. He could hit contest. He could be the next Clay Thompson, exactly. hitting threes over just random people. And Anthony Davis can stretch the floor, and then, like you just said, they need a post. Anthony Davis because, can rim run. Right, he can post. Anthony Davis can do anything. <laughs> that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't. Amy's not gonna slip till six, but I don't know. He could slip till six. Well, let's see. Who do you have at five? Who do you have at top five? Five. This is Timberwolves. Do you like Ricky Rubio? I mean, do you like not... Zach Levine? Yes, I like him more than Ricky. Do you Rubio. like Zach Levine at point guard? No. Exactly. Chris Dunn, Providence. Yeah. Displace Ricky Rubio. It might Ricky be a little Rubio. bit of a reach. Because you look at, oh, could he go above Buddy? But this is a, like... I this think is Chris a, Dunn will go this above is Buddy. A, this is a situation where it's need over like talent. No, I think Chris Dunn will go above Buddy. He's he's a better <sighs> NBA prospect than Buddy Hill. No, Why do you say that? Because Chris Dunn does Just, everything well. Everything. And Buddy Hill doesn't? Buddy Hill does m- many, many, many things well. But would you rather have a point guard that has the potential to be 20.10 assists... Guy, five rebounds. five rebounds, three steals. That just that is that every night. Or would you rather have a guy that's going to go twenty-five, five and five? Most nights, those sound pretty similar. But one of them doesn't handle the ball, doesn't take the playmaking responsibilities. Chris, yeah, Chris Dunn's like that closer, like can just. Chris Dunn's like, got that, especially you the pair him with you pair Chris Dunn with Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine. He fits their age time frame. Right. Yeah. He's 21, 20, 21. 21 yeah. He fits he's right with them. Yeah. That's yeah, perfect. I, yeah. He's he's Wiggins' age, basically. Yeah, which is like, scary because Wiggins has been the league well, three yeah, years but, and he's just 21. And Carnathan Towns is 19. Yeah. But he's Wiggins' age. So he's ready 
ready to take that step in the NBA. It, yeah, he could have jumped out last year in a top ten pick. Yeah, but especially I think he, with which is Zach Levine there, yeah. Rubio there to play for a year till he gets ready. You can sit him like play him spot minutes for a year right, as long right. as Sam Mitchell's not there. I oh. hate Sam Mitchell. <laughs> and then you still have the Duke point guard from last year. Wasn't Tyus Jones? Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones there. A good piece. He's he's, a, he's, he's okay. A spark. Yeah. yeah, he's okay. Yeah. That I think that's pretty solid pick. Yeah, I do too. I mean, you could reach for them and reach for like Jalen Brown and get Wiggins and Jalen Brown at the three four spots because right. Jalen Brown could probably yeah. move down to the four, and that would just be insane. This next pick at four is the epitome of the Suns franchise or like could flip the script. That's why I love how you put this here because this team like like just just go. And I actually it. don't think if this draft lined up how it did that this would be the order. I think this player would go to the Lakers. Yeah, make yeah, I'd make because sense. this player is the thing that everyone wants this year. Because it's the, the quote unquote next yeah. Kristaps. Yeah, yeah. Is it the next Kristaps? No. Does he play a lot like Kristaps? No. <laughs> but is he an international <laughs> yeah. player yeah. that is going to go in the top five of the draft? Yes. Dragon Bender to the Phoenix Suns. I've watched him play a lot this year, actually, because once I heard about him last summer, I just wanted to see but what he was all about. why I said it's just like, like, will the Suns have the balls to take? Like, seriously. Because... They're in this situation where, like, if they do one more terrible draft pick, I mean, they I mean, had a great already... draft pick last year. Oh yeah, yeah Devin yeah. Booker's awesome. Oh yeah, I know. But I'm saying, like, you know what? It, you know how it is with right. international right. players. It's like this could just like make all fans just walk away. <laughs> and in the Suns organization, is that really what you need right now with the turmoil that's currently going on? That's what I'm saying. Do you or do you just take a safe pick? Or and do you pick, just like, take a pick safe Chris pick? Dunn or or and or, pick Jalen Brown or, or Chris Dunn or one of the guys from Buddy home. Buddy Heat. Like, like right. I don't know. Just like someone who you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you don't really know what he's going to turn or out. Or do you like, take, the, the, take the leap right. and try for someone who could be a superstar? Top, of, th- top three. Let's go. Top three. The Lakers at three because I, I just don't like the Lakers. <laughs> like, I really don't. So whenever I made this as my... Like, where do you think the draft picks will fall? Where I want the draft picks <laughs> to fall. Jacob Podol to Utah would actually help them quite a bit. He'd be a great post-up face up True, everything center for them is just well Roy's gonna be gone after this year yeah and, and he'd, have, fit, have, he'd fit okay with Julius Randle yeah, oh yeah. he'd fit okay with the two guards as a rim runner as a post-up player Clarkson he'd fit yeah well. he'd be okay he wouldn't be the best pick yeah for he them wouldn't in like this make situation. them like contenders no but, but the best pick for them in this situation would be Dragon Bender and that would be insane and I do not want to imagine that <laughs> I don't want to imagine him well on the Lakers yeah okay well okay that's fine who do you got at two then? At oh, two the and Celt- one. This, the, these are just insane. The Celtics pick. Is, the Celtics pick they, at two. If they can pick at two. If the Nets hop into the lottery. Or if the Nets hop up a spot. The Nets jump the Lakers. They pick at two. Which would bring the Brandon Ingram or Ben Simmons yeah, to the Celtics. I personally don't care. No. Yeah, not at all. Whichever. I because actually almost the Celtics like. Are- I almost like Ben Simmons better on the Celtics. Isaiah Thomas. Jay Crowder. Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart. Those are four guys that generally play in crunch time, and they generally play a big man at five. Ben Simmons could be the big man at five right there. That crunch time lineup is insane. Yeah, true, true. Three guys that play three guys that play absolutely lockdown defense, a scorer, and a distributor. Yeah. And Ben Simmons, I bet if he got drafted by the Celtics, he would turn into something. Yes. Brad Stevens. 
God Brad Stevens, <laughs> Red Auerbach's history. I mean, if you just, just walk, go into in, a franchise walk into like the, the Celtics, yeah, yeah. Red Auerbach's coaching you spiritually. Yeah, right. It's happening. Just Danny both Ainge. of these guys, it's just funny because both of these guys, like, they just don't want to go to the 76ers. No, neither so, of like, them do. <laughs> like, I mean, I think Brandon Ingram would be better at it than Ben Simmons. Yes, oh, me too. Because especially since, Ben Simmons would hate it. Well, just think Brandon about Ingram the years with, they just had, too. Brandon Ingram would be with Ben Jaleel. Simmons is like, no more of this losing mediocre, you know, crap. I right. want history of the Celtics. The 76ers like, in two years, I don't know if this will actually happen, but if they get one blockbuster trade yeah, for one. Embiid, Noel, oh or Okafer, for one of those three, Embiid, they're going to be great. He's, he's dying. He's going to play this year. Oh, my God. He's going to play this year. Oh this God. next year, he's going to play. He went back to Cutter oh to get more surgeries God. or something. Did you hear about his recent um, debacle whenever he lived at Arn Tellum's house for a month? No. Arn Tellum is a famous NBA agent, mastermind NBA agent. Joel Embiid lived at his house while he was rehabbing from his foot injury. And Why? So he won't get lonely? Just No, his agent said you can just live here, like basically. <laughs> because he he didn't have any family over here. Like It's just like, you're rehabbing. Yeah, I yeah. want you to make sure like I, like I my agent gets money. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He, want, he wants the best for his, for his client. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Arn Tellum said that at random times... In the middle of the night, he'd, get the, he'd hear the doorbell ring. And then 20 minutes later, he'd hear the doorbell ring again. And then like 20 minutes after that, he'd hear the doorbell ring again. And then like 30 minutes after that, he'd hear the doorbell ring again. Because Joel Embiid was ordering entrees from f- different restaurants. Like a, a, dr- a plate of drinks from one restaurant and a sandwich from another restaurant and so a how, dessert so from another restaurant. How's this helping his rehab? No, I don't know if that's helping his rehab. I just thought it's that was interesting. not helping at all. <laughs> he's, he's acting like he's just He's not drinking plates full of Shirley Temples anymore. Cool. <laughs> I don't get what your point is here. That's just My point is, is that's just It'd hysterical. be funny if it was like he Steph was, Curry doing this. No, he, he was can do from, whatever the hell he wants. He was from a different area. Like, he never knew that oh. you could call drive-in. So <laughs> then he called, instead of ordering, like, a normal person calls Domino's and orders a pizza, breadsticks, a drink, and, like, dessert. From the same restaurant. He was calling like three or four different restaurants to order like wings from here and like dessert from here and like a, a bunch of drinks from here and ice cream from here and pasta from here. And he was calling all these people and they were getting to Arn Tellum's house at like one in the morning. That's hysterical. Just imagine Joel Embiid answering the 